0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers were presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear hotline.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, that was so funny, Mike, yesterday. uh, Rex was sitting in that hot seat that you're in, and I I told him he's going to be my defensive coordinator. I told him, so we're talking about agents and stuff, and I said – Here's a good one. I'm going to be your agent. And based on the way Kansas City's been playing, I'm just going to assume Spagnola's going to be sent packing at the end of the season. And I'm going to go to Andy Reid. What's it going to take for you to be my D.C.? But what I first told him is you need to be a D.C. And he's like, I don't want to do it. I said, well, what if it's Kansas City? Oh, yeah, I'll do that. You know, and so I'm like, well, you can go be a, a D.C. for two years, man, and get
0: right back in and be a head coach just like that. The Mike to whom Key is referring is Mike Tannenbaum, of course. Our uh, what was it? insider front office of insider? the show, yeah. friend <laughs> yeah. of the show, friend of the, friend of the, friend of the, of the show.
2: show. Chevy Tahoe driving friend of the Chevy Tahoe, <laughs> Mike Tannenbaum.
0: Chevy it. Tahoe down here today. What <laughs> is
1: your official title,
2: General Manager? i uh, like Senior Front Office Insider or something senior like that. Senior, senior Front Office, senior. office senior. Insider. Oh, Mike, you, yeah. sl- you slipped in the
0: senior. <laughs> <laughs> well, <once laughs> when
2: Seth Markman and Lee Finney hired me, I was like, right, what do I sign? I'm good, you know? What is a junior insider? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I just see it's here called ESPN. It's my son who has all the answers <laughs> and is probably listening right now and he'll let me know all the mistakes I made You know, at the end of the hour. The question that I thought you guys would ask me is like, there's three of you. I thought you guys would ask me how many shots I did this morning. How many shots? Did you guys watch Marshawn Lynch? Oh, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn.
3: <laughs> you do shots of Henny? That's what you're trying to You drink no, Hennessy? I was
2: just
4: trying to, you know, tie in last night.
3: Three, 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 I don't know if the you're number really going to tie into the culture here in the yeah. show at 7 o'clock in the
0: morning. The number three, yeah. Let's
4: too. let's make sure that's the only reference to, like, Marshawn Lynch so, last night, Mike. We only <laughs> can use the dumb button once.
0: So, um, <laughs> Mike, we've been, talking about, uh, uh, well, we've been talking about a lot of stuff so far today, but Joe Burrow had this signature win over the Ravens this weekend, and – um and uh, I want you to – it got us to thinking. We were talking about this on This Just In yesterday, by the way, Mike, and I were and some others were. I don't know if you heard about it, 2 p.m. Eastern. Fantastic new show on Eastern. This Just In. Yeah, you know, a handsome host, the whole thing. Um, <laughs> and and we were talking about great young quarterbacks in the league and where Joe Burrow fits in. So this is Dan Orlovsky, Mike, on the show, on this show yesterday.
4: I said this last year. I got crushed for it, but I I said if you, I had to take one young quarterback in the NFL, this, one young quarterback in the yes. NFL, I, I would take Joe Burrow. Yeah, this is yeah. Over,
0: a, I p- mean, a, post, post Patrick when you say Mahomes, young, I mean,
1: yeah. Over, I mean, that's I said same. over the last three
3: Justin years, Herbert. the only that's person kind of I said Justin Herbert I mean, is a young quarterback. No, Justin, I that's Justin God, Herbert is the big more, statement.
0: Justin Herbert is the most talented, but I like it, obvious eye popping talent. But there is some. I think Joe Burrow gives me the feeling he's going to do the most winning. There's something about him that makes me feel like he's going to do the most winning. I, th- I just I think his pulse, uh, I think
4: that immeasurable, his pulse never goes up or low type of thing. I also think, and you guys ex athletes know this. You know, I've never gotten to this point. Maybe in high school a little bit. Like I, th- I truly believe when he feels like he steps on the field, I'm the baddest joker out here. You know, like it's just one of those mindsets that Tom Brady mindset. Okay, so
0: Mike, the question is. If you could start your franchise with one quarterback drafted since 2018, because we'll say post-Mahomes, who would it be? And by the way, you can join in on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776.
2: Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, Mm -hmm. Justin Herbert. I'd rather take the bigger guy over the little guy. He is built to last. He's bigger, faster, stronger than Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow. I'm taking nothing away from Joe Burrow. I'd rather have Joe Burrow over Trevor Lawrence. Because if those two guys walk into a bar, I'm betting on Joe Burrow winning that fight <laughs> over Trevor Lawrence. Because Trevor Lawrence has been so good. He, I don't know if he has that innate toughness that Burrow has, but Justin Herbert is way more competitive, way more of a leader than people ever realized. And when you see him from the neck down, he looks like a young Ben Roethlisberger. And from the neck up, he looks like he plays like Tom Brady. And Joe Burrow, when you look at him, And, Key, you know this from Coach Parcells. Like, are players built to last when you look at them from behind? Joe Burrow, in my opinion, wasn't. It was tragic that he got hurt. I hope he never gets hurt again. But if we were running a team, it's reasonable to think that the bigger guy is going to last longer than the smaller guy. What do you
3: mean when you look at somebody from behind, you didn't think that Joe Burrow was built to last? Like, what about his His definition?
2: Yeah, his quads, his calves. Like, when you just look at his lower body – Justin Herbert is a bigger, stronger guy. And when you look at Burrow, he was a good athlete, probably a better athlete. I saw him live against Georgia, and I saw him outrun some SEC defenders. I'm like, this guy's a better athlete than people realize. But I'm just saying from a sustainability standpoint, I'll take Herbert over Burrow.
1: No, I, I, I get what Mike is saying. When you look at the two side by side, one body looks kind of just not built to last. A couple hits here and there, he's, he's got like a soft, Body mm-hmm. and Justin Herbert's big, strong, elongated—all those sort of things. And I agree with you, Mike. I'm gonna go Justin Herbert, and I'm just gonna list mine. I told Evan I wouldn't list, but I'm gonna go Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, then Joe Burrow.
2: So, Keith, my only question though is like, if you owned a team, and I love Lamar too, but like sustainability because the ball's in his hands so much. Like, is he? I, is he? You know, same question.
1: Uh, it 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 is, but he hasn't shown me whether it's been college, high school, all the way back to Pop Warner. I've been watching the – you know how you got to do – I've been watching him play since he was in Pop Warner. I actually physically saw him play in Pop Warner, saw him play in high school, saw him play in college. There's nothing there that indicates to me there's a, a history of injuries. I also saw Joe Burrow play when he was at Ohio State. I saw him and it was like, okay, I saw him at LSU. Okay, I had the luxury of seeing Justin Herbert his entire career at Oregon. I've probably seen him play live six, seven times. So having that sort of information and data and looking at all of them, I saw Kyler Murray play at Texas A&M as well as Oklahoma. So when I look at it in Arizona, so when I'm looking at him, I'm like, okay, it starts with Justin Herbert and it ends with Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and all those other guys are in between. If I'm starting a team today, I like the dynamic aspects of Lamar Jackson. We could do so many different things with him. Yep. And I think that there's a disservice to his ability to throw the football. Why in the hell that is? I have no idea.
2: Yeah. What's interesting about that is like, there's a great saying in the draft room, like talent sets the floor and the character sets the ceiling. And Lamar Jackson's play this year shows what kind of character he is because everyone's like, no, we're going to make you beat us left-handed. We're going to keep you in the pocket. And all he's done is yards per attempt, completion percentage Mm -hmm. have gone way up. And, And you know, that comes from a great work ethic. So he deserves a ton of credit. The only other guy that concerns me in your list is Josh Allen. Josh Allen can't make people miss. He's a big guy and he has a big hitting surface. And to me, over time, like he could wear down. And if you go back to, like, to me, there was a big play when Justin Herbert was at Oregon against Wisconsin where Wisconsin was one of the top five. In the players. Rose Bowl. Yeah, in the Rose Bowl. I was Bowl. there. Yeah. He could run you over, but he can make people miss. And to me, the difference between Josh Allen and Justin Herbert is. I think Herbert has the short area quickness that Josh Allen doesn't, and I would be concerned that Allen could wear down over time. Isn't that the
3: same with Kyler Murray though? I mean, we watched him get hurt last year, right? Trying to move around in the pocket a ton and get smashed one time, and all of a sudden yeah, he's out. He... It's the same thing. I mean, that, those I are like the same now, type of though. fears that you have for Lamar Jackson as well.
1: Yeah, well, but I, I, I like Kyler Murray though. He's I like him, especially in air array system and what they just he just. Can't do nothing with him, man.
0: It's just the reality of we it Let me make it's the Joe Burrow argument. Not, it's, not, it's not really an argument for Joe Burrow, but like, let me express the feeling that people who support Burrow, because I feel this way, are thinking when you watch him, okay? I agree. After Mahomes, it's Lamar Jackson. First of all, he's the same age as Joe Burrow. He's already won the MVP. He's won a playoff game. He's setting the league on fire. So there's, there's Mahomes, then Lamar. Of all the rest of the guys, to me, it's Justin Herbert who jumps off the screen at you. To me, more than Josh Allen. Overall, take him over Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, these, and Joe Burrow, talent-wise, clearly. What I'm just saying is there's something about Joe Burrow. I thought Trevor Lawrence was going to be the best player in the national championship game. It wasn't close. It was Joe Burrow. I thought, okay, and I know it's a team sport, so like, is, but... You know, this. when I was a kid, it was, of course, Marino's better than Montana, but Montana won all the time, right? Later on, of course, Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady, but Tom Brady had something. Maybe it's diagnosing a play faster, making a good decision, whatever it is. Burrow seems to have that thing to me, and Dan Orlovsky expressed it, Mike, by saying he just gives you the sense that he believes he's the best dude on every field he steps on to. And,
2: and, and that's what's so frustrating because I think there's a massive East Coast bias to what we do. Like, Justin Herbert has all those things, and people just don't know that. And if Justin Herbert played the SEC, I think we'd be having a lot of those same conversations. I have one other question for you guys. Did Shaq Khan, in his interview with Urban Meyer, say, like, why would you basically cut Joe Burrow? Like, how did Joe Burrow not start at Ohio State? If job number one is to evaluate and develop the quarterback position, how does Joe Burrow not start? Like, the two questions that – those
1: dudes better than him at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Even though he had a successful run at at, uh, LSU, I was close to the Ohio State program just as a whole because of my nephew and he went there and they were recruiting my son. Them dudes that was there, better than him. Haskins and all them dudes were just better than
2: him. Really was. It's hard for me to believe that. In that system. Right, but and my response to that, as the head coach, like find a system that works for Joe Burrow, the guy's the first pick of the draft. You but, know, Urban, like,
1: but Urban Meyer ain't going to change in college. Yep. He's not going to change his system to fit Joe Burrow when he got four other dudes behind them that could really play. When
0: Burrow got a shot, he had the greatest season ever, capped by the greatest championship game ever. They're winning now. He's something. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck on Pier 17. All these quarterbacks are really, really good. Then there's the quarterback drafted, just after Patrick Mahomes and what his future might be. That's next Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Series XM, Channel 80. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast.
5: Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world.
0: Senior front office <laughs> senior. insider, senior, self styled senior front office insider, Mike. Tenner. I feel <laughs>
4: big. I did check yeah. the uh, the official ESPN website, yeah. and uh, Mike is it's not senior; it's just listed as front office. So, so did you get a promotion yeah, but, whoa, and they have Evan, it updated Evan, it? Whoa. Evan, Evan, <laughs> Evan, you have to see do how you one becomes a GM.
0: Do you understand? He understands how to work it. You slip in a little senior. It's called leverage right before negotiations start.
4: I want to know if people, if if this should be updated. Did Mike get a promotion? Do we owe him a congratulations? No, not at
2: all. I'm just happy to be here. You know, maybe, uh, (laughs) yeah, I didn't look at the fine print, you
0: know. You got to watch the, oh, shucks, I drive a Chevy Tahoe guys, right? The fine fine print is
3: way more important
4: than the title. I mean, George O'Leary got fired from uh, from Notre Dame the same day.
0: Mike Tannenbaum is giving you the straight talk brought to you by. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Before, Mike, we get to your thoughts on Deshaun Watson, let's hear from Jeremy Fowler on the latest with Deshaun Watson from SportsCenter.
6: With Carolina,
2: things have changed after that ugly loss to the New York Giants. I checked with multiple sources who acknowledge
6: that things could heat up for Watson largely because they need a franchise quarterback. And right now the feeling is they might not have one. Now, Carolina was heavily involved in Watson sweepstakes
2: back in, you know, February, March time before the sexual assault allegations. I was told they were willing to outbid
4: just about anybody at that time. So that's important to keep in mind. Now, Miami, their talks could intensify because the the feeling around the league is that they didn't want to bid against themselves originally.
6: But now, if Carolina or other teams are involved, they might not have to. Sitting at one and six, though, still unclear how far they want to go to the finish line here. But I was told directly from a source,
4: Deshaun Watson is willing to consider Multiple options here. It is not Miami or bust.
0: That was Jeremy Fowler, apparently our senior NFL reporter. No, no, just an NFL, our NFL reporter. <laughs> Mike, what's your thoughts on what's going on with Deshaun Watson?
2: Yeah, and I'll start by telling you guys a story. When I was at the Jets, we wanted to trade for Brett Favre. Brett Favre was going to leave Green Bay. Everybody knew it. And he said, I want to go to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. I'm from Mississippi Ironically, I want to go play for John Gruden. Gruden was on the staff at Green Bay. That's the only place I want to go. And Green Bay said, you're either going to the AFC or you're going to retire because we are not going to trade you within the conference. It was only because of Green Bay's stance that we had a chance to recruit Brett, get him to the Jets. So all my point is, guys, is this. It's a really weird dynamic because Houston may say, hey, you know what? Deshaun, it's ended here. We get that, but we're not training you the AFC. We're, we're just not going to do it. So you're going to either retire retire or you're going to go to the NFC and you could talk to any team you want in the NFC, but there is no option in the AFC. Now he may say, guess what? I'm going to, I only want to play for Miami. And that's why this is a very unusual dynamic because now there's like three different parties involved. I just know from my own history guys at the jets, we benefited from it because if green Bay had said you could go any place you want, Brett Favre would never have taken our call.
1: Yeah. Most of the time, when coaches or decision makers are making decisions, you don't trade from within your conference or your division. If you think the guy is good, you just don't, you don't do it. You don't, why would I trade Deshaun Watson to Miami and I've got to face him or he has some sort of uh, uh, repercussions on where our season is going to be because he plays a team that we might need to lose or win and he's playing for them to get us in the playoff. So you just don't do it. When I was traded from the Jets, every team was in the NFC. They weren't going to move me in the AFC because mm. they knew I was going to come back to hunt them. You know what I was going to ask you, Mike? You I, know, it I, depends I, I, the question on the how,
3: question. How risk-averse are you? Because I've been sitting here thinking about okay. if I were on the opposite end of this and I had a chance to get to Sean Watson, and I, depending upon, let's say if I am Miami, would I have to give up in Tua? Not knowing what the end result is going to be can lead me in a very precarious
2: situation. Like, would you want to put your franchise in that type of purgatory? Jay, well, it's a great point, and that's why if I was the receiving team here, I would want to have massive conditions. You know, based on how much he played is how much we'll give up. You know, we've seen that in the Carson Wentz trade, obviously for completely different reasons. But Philly and Indy landed in a spot where both sides feel protected. So, Jay, will I think it's a great point, and without question, I would be saying hey, if we're going to get a great talent like Deshaun Watson with so many questions, we need to protect ourselves.
0: I'm trying to think. Because key you bring up, you don't trade in the division. Certainly not in the division, but not in the, even in the conference. If you think the guy is good, that's why. Like Orlando Brown Jr., I thought he's like a really good tackle. The Ravens are trading him to the Chiefs of all teams. Maybe that's a Trojan horse. Like this guy is not what he, what he was a couple years ago. Like, and they're not. He's not playing well at well, the they moment, didn't right? Feel,
1: they didn't feel that way. They didn't feel that way about Brown at the Ravens. That's why they did. Right, right,
0: just, right. So there you go. And, they got, and about, they got a
1: first round pick for him. I'm so.
0: thinking about. NFL history, has there ever been a player in his prime? Now, we know there are off-the-field issues who's been moved from one team to another at the apex of his power? Drew Bledsoe traded from the Patriots to the Bills by Bill
2: Belichick. Ooh. That's a good one. But why did Bill do that?
1: Because he 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 felt that he
2: could beat him, and he wasn't Mm -hmm. as good as the guy who's still playing right now. I think the football world was aghast when he made that decision. One, you got to give him... Unbelievable credit for drafting Tom Brady, keeping four quarterbacks on the roster in 2000, and then trading Bledsoe after they had given him $100 million. But to have the hubris to trade him within division, it was like, oh, my gosh, like, he has no respect for Bledsoe's game because, no. <laughs> you know, yeah. that, like, that to mm-hmm. part to me was, like, shocking.
0: Would you say Bledsoe was a top what quarterback at the time?
2: Uh, 15? Yeah.
1: I yeah. mean, he was but a this good is, player. But
0: Deshaun I mean, Watson, I think, would be, if he was active— had he not had 22, I have to mention it, separate allegations of misconduct by 22 separate or 22 separate women making allegations, um, top five. Deshaun Watson, if he was active right now, yeah, top right, five, there, yeah. Yeah, right there. That, For that,
2: sure, top top four quarterback, I, 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 top four. I, 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 right, and Max, to your point, that's why if I'm Houston, I'm saying you are not going in the AFC because we want to get to the Super Bowl. Yes, yeah, so and you can
0: stand in the way. Right, it's never right, happened. Right. So my, my point is, I don't think it's ever happened before that a quarterback this good and this young, you could say Favre was still really good, he was much older. You, you could point to some old guys who switched teams, but a dude, that Peyton Manning, a dude this young and this good? Switching teams? Well, the, the, the thing with Favre is is
1: Mike knows because he was in it. They were not going to trade him to Minnesota. He had to circumventilate everything to go around to the yeah. Jets to get back to Minnesota to try to get back at Green Bay. When you look at Alex Smith, Alex Smith goes to Kansas City. But again,
0: not a top five. It's either.
1: like, yeah. you, you know. Nice play. So,
3: Mike, who, who do you think? What would the best trade partner be in the NFC?
2: Carolina, because it's closer to where he's from in the southeast part of the country. Uh uh It's out of the conference. You got a young coach. You got a great defense. They're going to need a lot of help at at skill players. They have a few, obviously, McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson. But, like, to me, if I'm Deshaun Watson and I can't go to the AFC, I think Carolina checks the most boxes.
3: Could New Orleans not work? I know know we keep talking about Jameis Winston, but, I mean, if you're looking at Jameis Winston, you're looking at that defense with Deshaun Watson, I'm sitting there saying, okay.
2: I think it's a bigger picture question, which is, like, if we were running a team and we needed a quarterback next year, you have Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson who could be available. And then after that, like the Deshaun Washington situation, but there's no – like the draft has more question marks than it has solutions right now.
0: That, that's another good – like I, I mentioned a young player, but the NFL, things can change in a hurry. So is the fact that he's so young and a team, if he gets back on the field and answers for these allegations and it turns out that he's back on the field in some kind of short order and people in that franchise don't have a moral or ethical – you know, uh, uh, objection to the point where they won't make a move for him. Does his age factor into your thinking? Or if Aaron Rodgers is available or someone like that, you're like, you know what? I think Aaron Rodgers is even better. Maybe he can have another three or four years. I don't care so much about how old he is.
2: Yeah, to me, three years is like the reasonable time in the NFL because after that, just so much can change. Um, but as Jay Will said earlier, I think the other point that really bears known here, guys, is there's criminal accusations here, and even if that gets settled, if we go back to 2010, Roger Goodell suspended Ben Roethlisberger for six games for violation of the personal conduct policy, and there were no criminal accusations. So if you're the acquiring team, you have to assume that there's going to be some suspension at some point. So that's why all those variables have to be factored in.
1: A lot of investigating mm-hmm. to go on. So? I mean, I, you know, i got to know everything before I pull the trigger, and i got to be able to withstand – the blowback from my fan base 1 million percent. and other people that's out there, just because he's a talent, you still this, this, this situation is a little bit different mm-hmm. than some of the other situations that we've run up against in the NFL. And blowback,
3: mm-hmm. I mean, you, you would have protests. I mean, you would have people that would be protesting outside your stadium. That's not a, that's not a good aesthetic for a lot of franchises.
0: You know, we, we asked earlier if you could start your franchise with one quarterback since 2018, drafted since 18. That's the Mahomes draft. Who would it be? Um, well, it was 2017, so like 2018, starting 18 and forward. Who would it be? Your your chance to weigh in on that, uh, 888-729-3776. This is Keyshawn J. Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. We have Mike Tannenbaum with us right now, NFL front office, in ESPN NFL front <laughs> office insider, just plain old insider, got a demotion from senior <laughs> insider. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, if you could start your franchise with one quarterback drafted since 2018. So post Patrick Mahomes, who would it be, Rick in Ohio?
6: Hello, Rick. It would be Justin Herbert, man. He was thrown in at the last minute uh, his last year against Kansas City, which was the toughest team going back then, and then come out showing good this year. He's with a new coach, still playing good. Good sized guy, probably prototypical quarterback these days. Uh, I got to ask uh, Jay Will a question if I could. Sure. Um, I haven't seen you guys talk about the uh, 75th anniversary for the NBA uh, list. Uh, I saw it the other day when I finished up with it. And I saw eight guys at least that I saw with my own two eyes on the list. And I know somebody that's way better than them, And I know Jay Will would probably know who the guy is.
3: Now, is Bill Walton one of them? No. No? Who would you have? Who were your two?
6: Uh, who introduced Michael Jordan at the uh, Hall of Fame?
3: I'm drawing a blank on that right now. I don't know mm-hmm. either.
6: Who? David Thompson. Oh,
3: David Thompson. Okay. Yeah.
6: No, I think it's because it's after basketball career is why people are, you know, snubbing him because he was one of the best players going back then. That's mm. my question. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I don't know. 75 is tough to crack, though. Oh,
3: oh we can crack it. Oh, we can crack it. It's just, you know. We got a lot of big football. topics By the way, Bill Walton in into. his
0: prime, leave him alone. Rick. We got in a lot of f- football topics. What's to that? Yeah, bats, yeah, yeah. Although know? oh, that was Rick in Ohio. <laughs> Brady in <laughs> Cincinnati. Let me guess who Brady's going to say. Tom. No, he's in Cincinnati. Who's Brady going to like of the young back
2: On my Bengals for so long, but uh, yeah, I would take Joe Burrow out of all of them. You
0: have to. I mean, he's got that moxie about it. Yeah, I, like he has just has that moxie about him. I hear what the previous caller Rick said, Mike, about Herbert. Herbert was thrown to the wolves last year. Terrible offensive line. A coach who lost his job. Always under pressure. Was amazing. And people, and people can, you could check all the boxes and be precise when you talk about Herbert. And people like me, when we talk about Joe Burrow, it's like, he's got something. But he does. Like, he had the greatest college season ever, greatest championship game ever. His team is winning right now. He has his receiver there. They have a great connection. He, he, and that's know. all well and good, but that doesn't mean that <laughs> Justin <laughs> Herbert doesn't have it
2: as well. Like, yeah. Justin yeah. Herbert yeah. has more of a competitiveness. And what I love about Justin Herbert is he is not a what you see is what you get guy. Because he comes across as this plain, affable guy. Can, but I think he's a world-class competitor it, as well. Can, can I ask you Joe both the question? Joe Burrow reminds me Go. so
1: much just his demeanor in the pocket and stuff. He reminds me of Tony Romo. A lot of Tony. Burrow does. Yeah. yeah.
3: Can I just ask you guys something? So I'm watching Joe Burrow, and I'm watching with Jamar Chase. I'm watching with Joe Mixon. I'm watching with the talent that he kind of has around him. I mean, granted, Cincinnati – has exceeded expectations. And then watching Justin Herbert and watching Robert Woods and watching their receiving core, how talented they are. And then I'm watching Lamar Jackson. I'm watching him with who? Like, well, he's got, Markees, Mark, Hollywood Andrews, Brown. Brown. He got Mark Andrews. He's got Mark Andrews,
1: Mark Andrews, and then Hollywood Brown, then Mark Andrews, and then Hollywood Brown.
2: Well, but they also drafted Rashad Bateman, who they have high hopes for. Who's Just kind big, of came back, big, yeah, he's a, been doing well. Yeah, yeah, big physical receiver. But he so.
1: doesn't have a plethora of receivers like the Chargers with Thank two you. Pro Bowl caliber guys. Thank you. Or even like Joe Burrow with T. Higgins and Boyd and mixing in the backfield along with with Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow is not a bad answer, but I like Justin Herbert. I just yeah. I like I like 6'6". Six, six. I like to see the ball come out of the quarterback's hands. Now, Joe Burrow's not small. He's a 6'3", six, 6'4", six, guy. But strong body Justin Herbert, it just looks... Different to me, yes. outside of college football, Mike. I haven't seen Joe Burrow play in Cincinnati up close in personal. I will this year, though. I plan on going to a game before it gets too cold. Um, Can I
2: jump on your plane
1: when you go? Yeah, well, sh- be quiet, man. Don't don't do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then I've seen Justin Herbert play a, a lot, a lot of football, and he just, you know, he just looks different. So
3: he all you guys are different. giving edge to Justin Herbert over at Lamar Jackson? No, but uh, no, no,
0: but- we're talking about Joe Burrow.
1: But Lamar... No, no, but he, Lamar Jackson's in this group, correct? Yeah, yeah, he is in the group, correct, Jay? I'm not... I will take Lamar and run to the heels. But Lamar is... He's, he's almost... He's, he's different. different. He's, he's just an anomaly, a different, as you said. Yeah,
0: he's just different. Him he, and Kyler Murray and their own package over here. Yeah. I got I got Mahomes one, Lamar two, and now we can talk about everybody else. Again, Mahomes Lam- one? Right, right. so post-Mahomes, that's why we're doing a post-Mahomes. Post-Mahomes, I got Lamar, who, by the way, is the same year, like they're both 24, Lamar and Joe Burrow, he's accomplished so much already, Lamar. But I'll say this. The better argument can be made for Justin Herbert. They're like, uh, do the Joe Burrow people are saying he's giving us a feeling?
2: I, I, to me, the most interesting part of this conversation, none of the four of us are mentioning Trevor Lawrence, who, by the way, may have the most talent. Mm-hmm. And Key, look at your life. I totally <laughs> I agree because I'm you. not. I'm I totally not, agree. With, I, I,
1: I, because Mike, I've been around this just like you for a long time, and we agree on a lot of stuff. I don't – you know how I am. I'm not buying into the once-in-a-lifetime generational. I, he's going to –
2: I, I just I, I agree with you. That that's my point. None of us yeah. are saying Trevor Lawrence, and I think part of it is Burrow Family seems guy. like yeah. seems like like the better competitor. Lamar, Kyler, they've done more, and like I'm going to see like Trevor Lawrence go out there with his shoulder hanging out. Like I'm not the biggest ba- Baker Mayfield fan, but he's going to win or die trying. And I think with Trevor Lawrence, the die trying part. Is a grade of incomplete. He, we haven't seen him like with a knee, with a you know PCL <laughs> hanging out. Like why Here, see, here's I'm, how good. Here's how good man, Justin Herbert he is. is. By
0: the way, don't, <laughs> he, don't you don't even have to get it. to that part. Justin Herbert's already so good that with all the hype about Trevor Lawrence coming out, if he two years from now plays like Justin Herbert played last year, we would start to say he's fulfilling his but potential. The reason, that's right. But the that's reason, right.
1: The reason y'all going all Gideon in. in, in Cotton candy on Joe Burrow. it's because y'all just saw what he did to the Ravens. So everybody's going crazy right now on Joe Burrow. Because three weeks ago, no one was going crazy when he won a game. They're mm-hmm. going crazy now because he just beat the Ravens. But we were still, the same you, type of stuff was no, being said. No, you, you were like, so oh, he's going to be a good quarterback. Right now, it's Oh my God! He's going to be the best yeah. quarterback ever.
0: Debating it, I said early he's this like, season he might. He gives me the feeling that he might be the guy who wins the most.
2: How about this? To Keith's point, though, Zach Taylor coming into the season was yes. 25 and one, and on his, his way backers, out. Right now, all of a sudden, they beat Baltimore, in Baltimore. and Baltimore, y'all are going crazy. Well, I, but I think a look, but but Keith, but part I'm of that, I'm not
0: changing what I was saying about Burrow. I, I'm I've been saying the same thing about Burrow.
2: But I, I, in fairness, like Cincinnati's earned it now, and yes, but we can't go
1: crazy. We yeah. can't all of a sudden. Take Joe Burrow and put him up there. He's, who's the top quarterback in the NFL? Next week, they lose. Everybody be like, eh. Yeah. So
0: it's like, just. Well, that's down. the danger in just going with a guy because he gives you a feeling. You better right? like, I'll be the first one to say that. Mike in Delaware. Who's the best quarterback drafted since
6: Mahomes? Dennis. Adel- yes, sir. Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? What's up, Mike? Um, I have to agree with. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? I have to agree with Max. Max.
1: Lamar Jackson, to me, is the number one candidate, no choice. Um, just because his athleticism, he's talented, he's smart, um, he's still learning. Um, his support cast around him may not be the strongest, but they're going together. So, like, you know, just to give him a little time, I believe he wanted the most before Barrow, and he's a better athlete than uh, Herbert, and on and on and on. Lamar Jackson should get much more respect than what he, uh, he do nowadays, so. You know, Lamar
6: Jackson is my choice, uh, and I believe he's going to prove it this year.
1: Just give him some time. Man, there's nothing wrong with Lamar. Lamar is legit, wickedly legit. I just like Justin Herbert. I don't dislike Lamar. I love Lamar. I go to bat for Lamar in a heartbeat. But Justin Herbert, for me, as a receiver, the thing is just handed off differently. And, And I've played with the style quarterback that Lamar is. That style, i played with that before and done well with it. Well, yeah, we know, I can we know, see we know, that. We've also
3: been mentioned that if Hollywood Brown would have made a lot more catches, the, the completion percentage for Lamar Jackson would be oh, exponentially yeah. higher, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like, there is something to be said about how the
0: metrics deem how you view somebody. Guys, guys, again, he's age 24 season right now. Same with Joe Burrow, okay, who's like a baby. Age 24 season, he's won an MVP of the league. His team wins double digits every year, and he's won a playoff game already. He no, has he done is, so
1: much. The 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 thing that for me and and I'm sure for Mike who knows this, you have to create a certain system for Lamar, where Joe not Joe Burrow, where Justin Justin Herbert, you can can kind of just do anything
0: with, right? Plug him into
1: every system. And a lot of coaches, as you know, Mike, have hired and fired him. They like, eh, we don't want to do that because we believe
2: in this. And so he gets snubbed. Because of that. Yeah, that's totally fair. And if you want to make a case for the MVP this year, Lamar, to me, is in that conversation because we're not talking about J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, lo- losing guys like Marshall Yonda. Like, they have lost so many key players. And by the way, Sammy Watkins been hurt. Rashad Bateman has been hurt. They have done so much with so little that you could say Lamar, in terms of value to a team, like you pull him out of Baltimore. Oh, yeah. no. we're, yes. we're, the reason we're,
0: we're talking about Joe Burrow is because he just beat Lamar Jackson. That's why we're even talking about him. Lamar... MVP before this last week, and he may still win it. There's a lot of football to be played. Then there's a rookie quarterback being set up to fail. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max. The Podcast.
4: It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, PrizePix is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/morning and use code Morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePicks.com/morning. Code Morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Prize Picks. Pick more. Pick less. It's that easy.
5: Passion, drive, and patience. your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: Some Bears news, guys. As Matt Nagy and we're joined, we're st- my- Mike Tannenbaum, who is your senior to me, Mike, ESPN (laughs) NFL front office insider. Um, Some Bears news as Matt Nagy tested positive for COVID-19. He is symptom free and all NFL coaches must be vaccinated. So Nagy will require two negative tests 24 hours apart before he's allowed to return. Special teams coordinator Chris Tabor. How do you say his last name? Uh, uh, Chris Tabor, 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 right? Chris T. Chris T. Will run the team meetings during Nagy's absence. This comes on the heels of a 38-3 loss to the Bucks, in which Justin Fields threw three interceptions and had five turnovers. Here's what Fields said after the game about his first interception.
3: Yeah, so um, that was third down. Um, in the headset, they were telling me we had 12 men on the field, so I was trying to snap the ball quick. And then um, me snapping the ball quick, I think it caught our receivers off guard because we were trying to get a flag. So me thinking that, we have 12 men on the field, you know, that's a free play. So I'm thinking already scrambling, you know, around and stuff like that. And then, of course, see a Rob downfield and you think he slips. And then, of course, the pick. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's just, uh, you know, just trying to get him 12 people on the field and then
0: just
1: went bad from
2: there. So, yeah.
0: Mike, that's the second time in two weeks that happened to Fields. Uh, what's your reaction to that?
2: Uh, there's something going on with the coaching staff because you – <laughs> As a coaching staff, you have to put your players in the best chance to be successful, starting with communication, the quarterback. And if the opposing team has 12 men on the field, absolutely you want to take a shot. You know, we've seen Aaron Rodgers, one of the many great things he does is his cadence, get people to jump, free play. So I like that. But, you know, I go back to Case Keenum a week ago, Thursday night, and Kevin Stefanski. In that first drive, they go 75 yards, five plays, two minutes and 40 seconds. The ball was never thrown past the line of scrimmage. Boots waggles misdirection, and it put a backup quarterback in the best chance to be successful against Denver. And I think where a lot of people are disappointed with the Bears is Justin Fields is a young quarterback. There's going to be ups and downs, but put him in the best chance to be successful. His best game this year was against Detroit. Completed 64% of his passes. They ran for 188 yards. There's a way they can put him, like, like when he's played well, they've been balanced, and I just feel like that, that's sort of like a symptom to a much bigger problem. You see, Mike, I'm like J. Cole. Like, I'm, I'm all
3: about applying pressure right now on Matt Nagy, and I have been on this entire situation. We had you on the show a couple of weeks ago, and you said that you weren't ready to fire Matt Nagy. Where do you stand now in your evaluation of the coaching staff moving forward?
2: Yeah, uh, look, it's disappointing. I, I'm not one to just fire somebody, you know, every other day like some of the other people that happen to sit in the seat because I know how hard – One, everyone works, but more importantly, like, Jay Will, fundamentally, like, who who are you going to go get? You know, and you played for maybe the greatest college basketball coach of all time who struggled early in his career. And, you know, Zach Taylor was 6'25 and 1. He was ready to be gone on Labor Day. And I'm not saying Matt Nagy is going to be Mike Krzyzewski. I'm not saying that Chicago (laughs) is going to go into Green Bay and beat them. But what I am saying is in the middle of the season, who are you going to get that's going to put, you know, Justin Fields in a better position to be successful.
1: Yeah, it it you always want to give him the opportunity to weather the storm because Matt Nagy has taken the team to the playoffs a couple of times. He has shown some ability at times to turn the switch on. I just wonder when we look at Justin Fields from week to week and I, and I look at what they do or they using the install from summer training camp playbook, or all of a sudden are they changing everything and trying to implement things that they're not accustomed to as a staff? Because what typically happens, and you know this, Mike, training camp, we get a binder at yay big. And that's pretty much the season. What's in there, we're going to take from that and form our game plan. And then every single week we see, some footage from a few teams around the league that we may steal some ideas from. But for the most part, that game plan, that big binder that we get in training camp, that's what we use for the 17 weeks. I wonder if Chicago has scrapped that binder and decided to just try and do something different and they don't know what they're doing as
2: a staff. Hey, that's a great point. And Rex Ryan, he deserves a ton of credit for this. From day one, rep one, mini camp one, Mark Sanchez was our quarterback, and we used to have a color-coded system with Brian Schottenheimer, our, our offensive coordinator. Red, Mark, you can only throw the ball if 100% of the time, the ball is going to be completed. Yellow, proceed with caution. Green, hey, we're down 10, let it rip. And to me, if Matt Nagy got away from Alex Smith, Patrick Holmes, and said, you know what, we drafted Justin Fields, his worst day, he's more talented than Andy Dalton, and we're going to put him in a position to be successful, Key, like you're saying. I think everything we're saying about them would have been totally different. See, okay.
1: when, we, when we were together in New York and we had Dan Henning and, and everybody, Jay, one of the things that we did when Ray Lucas came aboard as our – similar to Justin Fields, early stages, right, mm-hmm. the, before people even liked those type of quarterbacks, we, that playbook was this big, we went – And we just took just enough stuff out that he did well and allowed him to have success with that. I don't see where they're doing that.
3: So what happens, Key and Mike, if Matt Nagy is not there this upcoming weekend, they play against the 49ers, and Justin Fields has by far his best game. What will will we be
2: talking about Monday morning? We'll have a week's worth of topics. (laughs) No, look, and that... It's not good, Mike. No, that it's not be good. good. It's not good. It's like Case Keenum playing well and why they don't have to pl- pay Baker Mayfield. Like Case Keenum took money out of Baker Mayfield's pocket last Thursday night. And that's a really interesting are, question. Or
1: what the Raiders doing with Rich Versace, Versace when John Gruden was there, everybody felt like they were in jail. When he left, they opened up the cell and let him run on the yard. That's what I'm saying, Mike. You said, who do they go to? Sometimes just removing a piece allows other pieces to flourish in ways that you maybe Audition
3: never thought Addition by before.
0: subtraction. There Remember it is. Uh, by the way, Matt Nagy's, and Key put me up on this. You look it up a couple weeks ago. Matt Nagy's head coaching career record, including this year, 31-24 and 24 in the regular season. 31 and 24. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, people have been still in that nugget. Why the result from Monday Night Football <laughs> is being <laughs> felt inside of the country. Next, Key, Jay, and Max, ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, j Will, and Max, the
5: podcast.